Hello, viewers. Welcome to Cup of Tea. We haven't had a podcast episode since、uh, last October, but finally, of 2020, we are back with another episode. Today, we have a very special guest, and then she has all. It's always been special the past episodes of the guest, but today, I guess we have another special guest. Her her name is Serena.、Uh, how do you feel about being on the show? It、Serena? feels great. I think it's this will be a fun opportunity to talk to you and get to catch up and also talk about our life experiences. Um, do you have a cup of tea with you today, or、uh, what? I have my water with me. Unfortunately, I do not have tea to to chat, but I have water, a bottle of water. What do you have with you? I have some water as well, but is in a cup from high school, a tumbler that I got from my freshman orientation at my local high school. And okay, I still use so, it. It's great. Yeah, so Serena and I today we're gonna be drinking water instead of tea, but I think it will be a good substitute. So, what were we discussing today, Serena? So today we're going to be talking about the things that we wish we had known when we were first entering college. So what we would have basically told ourselves as eighteen-year-olds. Yeah. So instead of、uh, instead of talking about、uh, why Serena is interesting, I'm sure she is very interesting.、Uh, today we're looking at a different.、Uh, we just we were talking about a different topic about uh, discussing uh, advice that we will give to our younger self if we would have known coming in as a college freshman. Uh, I thought it'd be a good. It's like a phase that we're both in right now that we're graduating college. So I thought it'd be a good、uh, topic to discuss in this episode. Yep.、Um, so both of us are University、yeah. of Georgia students. Judy is a senior, right? Yes.、Uh, graduating in December. Supposedly this this fall this spring, but study abroad pushed back and does another major, which is fine. But when are you graduating? I'm graduating in December as well. Yeah. Okay. So let's just get right into it.、Um, So both of us jot down a few points we wish would have told our younger self. We were gonna mostly talk about maybe three of them. So do you wanna open up the advice board, Serena? <laughs> All right, cool. So the first piece of advice that I would have told my eighteen-year-old self is the importance of warmth over competence. So when I first got to UGA, you know, I was. A little disappointed at having to go to UGA.、I、wasn't super excited because, well, the thing is, I didn't really want to go to UGA because it was a state school. But I did so because、yeah. I got Zell Miller, which is basically all of my tuition paid for.、Yeah. Um, so I felt this pressure to kind of like put my smart face forward and、mm-hmm. like prove to other people that I was a smart, competent person in my classes, and to show people、yeah. that you know I am a smart Asian. You know I'm a little bit better than UGA. <laughs> When you first interact with people or try to make friends, what they look for is a friendly face or someone who's easy to talk to, easy to get along with.、Mm-hmm. And then after that, you can kind of tell if someone is intelligent by the way they talk or the issues that they talk about. So, yeah, yeah. when it comes to making friends, it's a lot better to not prove yourself as a smart person first, but show that you're a friendly person. And、mm-hmm. this has been. A lesson that's been reiterated to me in multiple, like psychology and even sociology classes, which are my majors. Yeah, yeah Serena is、um, a double major, right? Double psychology、yeah. and sociology.、Mm-hmm. Sure. 
So in my industrial organizational research lab, I wasn't personally in this experiment or conducting this experiment, but the prior year, um, they told me about the results of the study that they ran. So basically what the study was doing was bringing newcomers into a team and then figuring out um, how those people who are already in the team would warm up mm -hmm. to the newcomer. So mm -hmm. for example, they would present a sheet of characteristics to the people who are already in the team, basically telling them like how nice mm -hmm. they were and how smart they were. Mm -hmm. So the findings of this experiment align with a lot of um, results of other experiments that basically say that people care more about whether you are warm, whether you're friendly, than mm -hmm. whether you're smart or intelligent. And this applies mm -hmm. like even to the workforce. But the thing is that there's a little bit of a caveat. You, mm -hmm. It is important to be kind of like competent enough for the job in order for mm -hmm. people to even care if you're warm. So if you just suck at mm -hmm. your job, like people don't really care as much if you're warm um yeah so yeah you you do have to be nice but you also have to be competent enough mm. Mm. so if you're just being but i think everybody at uga is competent enough to get in right so supposedly everybody is has the met the threshold of being able to be kind i guess well i think there's a wide spectrum at uga like there are definitely <laughs> some people who are smarter than other people and yeah, there are definitely people who are kinder than other people. Yeah, I agree with you. The whole sense of like um, UGA was definitely not also my top school. It was like a state school. Uh, tuition was cheap. I realized that it really doesn't matter. Uh, I think the surrounding matters. But when I, I guess like when I was entering UGA, a lot of people have told me that it really is mattering with like what you make out of the surroundings rather than like uh, the actual how prestigious the name of the school is. But I was always like growing up being an agent, like kind of culture. My parents always like they always just know like a few Ivy League schools and like the top twenty schools that you will find in the U.S. But coming to UGA, let's say like they never heard of this, but it was just a state school. And then I realized that, you know, I'm still like doing really well four years later. I'm sure a lot of people are still because we put the effort in to like make the most out of surroundings. So it really doesn't matter the brand of the school. I also agree with the whole sense of save money for grad school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah, to me, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I got to UGA. So I think it was a smart move to go to a state school where you can save money and then yeah. use that money instead to go to a really good grad school when you already know what you want to do. Yeah, so advice for a freshman, just go to a state school. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, what's, what's NYU anymore? Let's, don't go to NYU. Just save, save $50,000 per year, please, for yourself, for your parents. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You can go to a community college. There's no shame in that. A lot of people save money. It's a great path. But I think I do think UGA is big enough in the sense that there are a lot of people you can interact with or you can find your own niche. But if with like a community college, it's kind of like, I would say the people could be different. I do feel like schools have people who are different in the sense of what they think about. Yeah, That's just no, my for opinion. sure. For sure. Like my, I had a friend who transferred from Georgia State University and she said that a lot of people there weren't involved in extracurriculars or clubs just because they were all commuter students so a lot of them would go home right after their classes so there wasn't as much of a social life but I think it really just depends on where you are in your life like if you have the privilege to you know go to a state university or go to a bigger university because you have the funds for it and to buy a dorm to buy a meal plan then yeah you should kind of indulge in those social aspects as well mm-hmm mm-hmm Sounds good. Shall we transition onto my point next? Yeah. I want to hear what you have to say. 
So I have a few. I, I guess like the biggest one um, I wrote was that to take things less personally. Um, mm. I think throughout college, I've learned that like other people's actions are really the, rarely the intention to hurt somebody. It's more of their results of their own suffering either or out of their own habits. That's so I think true. that and people like their action, it really is like a reflection of their inner world. Right. So it's kind of like I think we should be compassionate towards it. Like, for example, I think like if somebody who stab at you, it's it's more of like kind of see as like they're under a lot of stress rather than it's about you. You know, it's just I, I personally think that if we're able to see take things as personally, like if I knew that coming into college, you'll have saved a lot of trouble going forward. A lot yeah. of internal stress, I guess. That's what mm-hmm. I have to say. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of the things that I learned concerning that lesson was that you know, a lot of people, they aren't, like, genuinely bad people. They're not trying to be bad. But mm-hmm. a lot of their intentions and kind of their actions can come off as being really, like, rude or... Yeah. Um, but you never really know what's going on. It could yeah. just be that they are naturally a little bit inconsiderate and so they don't... They aren't super sensitive to this situation. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. they could be going through something. You never really know. So I think that's good advice. Yeah, I just... They could be having a really bad day, right? It's, we don't know what's going on behind it. So it's just kind of like not taking things personally and kind of giving them the benefit of doubt. Mm-hmm. That's that's my first point. <laughs> nice. Not so my much. second point yeah. was to hang out with a bunch of different kinds of people. Mm. So I had a mistake of staying mm. um, or hanging out mostly with like my high school friends or mm-hmm. even like one high school friend in particular. So I wish I kind of branched out a little bit more. I think it's great to stay connected with your high school friends. But since we have an opportunity to kind of have a new start when you go to high to college, excuse me, and um, <laughs> have different bubbles and, you know, like expand your mind due to like the vast amount of people who are in college. I think it's so important freshman year to really just make as many connections as you can. Mm. And even befriend people of like different ethnicities, different religions, different backgrounds. And that's taught me so many things. So for example, mm-hmm. my roommates right now, or two of my roommates right now, they are both on Pell Grant, which means that they come from like lower income families. Mm-hmm. And that really opened my eyes to different like financial situations that people have. I think it's just really uh, important to kind of like diversify your mindset. Because once I hit junior year, I wanted to have different friends, but the thing was that mm. I was already in like an Asian circle mm. <laughs> and everyone else is already Typical. in their circles no, as well. I feel, yeah, yeah, no, I definitely junior year is hard to make new friends to be close mm-hmm. to them. And a funny thing that I think people you meet in freshman, a lot of them, you still somewhat stay connected after four years. It kind of, it's like freshman year, you meet the most people, you get the most exposure and it kind of just decreased after all. Like every year is by year, you're just kind of, okay, you kind of see the same people, you kind of do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're narrowing your friend group. But at the same time, you want to increase that bank at the beginning so that you can narrow yeah, yeah. better choices <laughs> at the end. <laughs> better choices. This is a, a selective game, I see. <laughs> uh, adding on to that, like talking about friends, like one of the points I thought about is that I genuinely think it's important to be selective of those closest to you. Like, that five let's say if we're really the five people of the average around us that you want to find people who like support you they're able to like help you grow because even though like we can have a very healthy internal world of like isolating our what we think from the eternal world i still think that those closest to you have the biggest influence like the stuff they say about ourselves 
kind of we internalize it. So you want to be able to like internalize like really healthy thoughts about yourself. Yeah, that's so true. I really like how you put it, how your external world really affects your internal world as well. It's like, oh, I, I think as we grow up, we get better at like isolating like the eternal thoughts from what we think about having like a strong sense of self. But I do feel like the, those closest to us, we, we listen to it. It's very much having an influence on what we think about ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So if the people around you are putting you down, yeah. or if they're spreading gossip, even around about other people, then that's going to have an influence on you too. Because if that friend spreads gossip, then the quality time that you spend with them is going to be mm -hmm. bonding over gossip, not over yeah. quality things. Yeah, like have friends who will make you more you. Like, if, you know, it's, I think you feel good. You don't have to like prove yourself consistently to people around. If those closest to you that you can be able to relate. Yeah, totally. So the, the second point I had was that to take things at your own pace. I think coming to college, my it has something to do with my journey with like being a pre-dental student. I think coming to college, it was always like, oh, everybody else around me is doing this. They're in this pre-health club. They're, they're in this like pre-dental club. They are, uh, we should get into research as soon as possible to build up this resume for, for four years. You have a lot of this pressure to build up for like medical school, dental school. You should join this pre-dental club. You should be the e-board of something. However, like, I think for me, like, I realized that I learned to say no throughout the process in the sense that I only, I, I can say throughout college, I only really did things that I'm really passionate about. Like, for example, I quit up, like, research to free up my time for other things because I realized it's not for me. And, like, I would tell myself the same advice if I were to do college again is to say no to things that, that doesn't personally resonate with you strongly. So that's my advice. I would say do things uh, that you're passionate about because... After all, it being the e-board of, let's say, a pre-dental club is maybe not for everybody. And you can do other things like that's for yourself. For me, like, oh, it's being like being involved in TEDx and UGA or um, being the healthy doc ambassador or um, studying abroad, those kind of stuff. That That's for me, at least. Or being a tutor. That was, that was very passionate, something I'm very passionate about as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I like your diversity of experiences and how they're not necessarily like all related to your major but also related to your other passions as well. Yeah, to add on to that, I would agree about how you should really hone in on what you're passionate about and not necessarily mm -hmm. join a club just to join a club. So yeah. for example, in high school, I was an officer of like nine clubs and I oh, it was what? too much That's to awful. handle. <laughs> nine yeah. clubs? That's yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. And I didn't do my best in all of them. So I knew that going into college, I really needed to prioritize quality over quantity mm, and so that's, that's the reason why sure. like junior year which is the year I just came out of I was only an officer of three clubs but even that was a lot <laughs> and it kept me busy yeah and I felt like I could really put more attention and energy into those clubs so yeah it is great how there's such a wide variety of extracurriculars and activities and non-academic things that you can do in college but it is good to go into college with a mindset of what you want to join yeah i i agree it's just like I, I just don't think people should do things just because it looks good on the resume and i think a lot of pre-health students are doing that like the first first two years and i and mm -hmm. i if i could tell advice to those pre-health and myself included it would be to do things that's for you and to draw the yeah. boundaries knowing that what makes you unique it will stand out to the rest of the uh, mission team in the future. Mm -hmm, definitely. So you want to share a third point? Yeah. Lastly. So my last point is 
let go of your GPA, but not your work <laughs> ethic. <laughs> oh, go on, go on. <laughs> so this kind of goes off like the Asian ego thing we were talking about. <laughs> Do you have uh, a four point zero, Serena? Do you have a three point nine or four point zero? <laughs> I have a three point nine five. Okay, you disappointed the Asian. It's supposed to be a three point nine eight. It was the bare minimum you could have done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You're just kidding. So throughout my whole life, yeah, it's been important to me to make A's. I mean, my parents didn't really force it on me, but mm-hmm. it was something that I always strive for to do my best in classes. But yeah, I think yeah. I spent too much time trying to, you know, like perfect essays or <laughs> study for tests. Because yeah. the thing is, the whole point of college is to get a job afterwards. And if you're not going to grad school, your GPA doesn't matter because if you take a resume, for example, your GPA is literally like four digits. So you got the mm-hmm. three, and then you got the point, and you got the nine and the five. <laughs> like it's literally four spaces on your resume. And then you got all of these other experience, which are lines mm-hmm. and paragraphs. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, recruiters don't even care that much about your GPA, as long as it's, you know, decent enough, like above a 3.0, you know? So I wish I spent more time, like, actually preparing for my career, like, practicing interview questions, going to the career center, mm. um, doing jobs, like, related to my field that I want to go to, instead of, like, spending all my time trying to do well in my classes. I think GPA matters to a certain extent in the sense that if we're going to pre-dental school or pre-health classes, they do matter. However, in the context of this, I agree GPA is not everything. However, I feel like advice that could be kind of more generalized to at least pre-health students is that I think a lot of pre-health students are more focused on like getting the grade in the class. Rather, I think it's important to focus on learning and understanding the material rather than shooting for a specific digit because that could be very tiring after all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, like my advice doesn't really apply for anyone going to grad school, anyone mm-hmm. in like a science degree, <laughs> um, <laughs> because your GPA does matter at that point. But I think overall, not the to kill yourself you have outside the classes matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree don't with experience matter. Yeah, don't kill yourself. I mean, I think a lot of people are striving for the three point nine, three point eight, but it's okay if you have a three point seven six. That's my GPA, but I have a lot of good experience with research and and extracurricular and study abroad. I have a lot to say about who I am today, so it's okay if you have if you don't have a three point nine. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lived life, right? <laughs> Not yeah. the first two year, but the junior and senior year, a more a lot better. That's good. That's good. Um, All right, share with us your third point. Third point. I think we talk a lot about success, at least coming like that was kind of talk about in the sense that uh, going to college, if we continue like define success on like an eternal factor, that is like a grade or like how people think of you, what they uh, value based on can be very tiring. Like what if we just kind of see success as something that it's very subjective, right? Like for me, like through therapy and through journaling and through uh, yoga, meditation and those people that are very influential around me throughout the four years, mentors. I can say my own success very much based on like uh, my, my, my own thoughts. For example, like I have succeeded if I put in the work and I understood the material on a very deep level rather than, oh, what the final grade is going to be. I, I think mm-hmm. if people are more likely to like, and then that's like a very consistent source of success, right? Because if we're constantly dependent eternally on like the grades or what's happening around us, it can feel very much inconsistent. And that I personally think could be better for mental health if we're able to like, define our own definition of success. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was reading a book called To Hell of the Hustle when I was talking about that. And something as Asians we also do is 
tend to externalize our successes mm. and look oh, at our accomplishments and concrete things instead <laughs> of like progress on the inside. Mm, the progress. Wait, is that Asian thing or just towards everybody, all the ethnicity groups? Um, <laughs> I think it's an Asian thing because I went to like oh. a conference Oop. for yeah Christian Asians <laughs> and we kind of like talked about that in particular. Yikes. Uh, well, our Asian ego got better after four years. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're becoming more well-rounded. More well-rounded, less dependent on eternal factors. Any concluding advice that you'd like to share? I can just go over my points real quick. So number one, warmth is more important than competence. Number two, hang out with mm -hmm. a bunch of different people mm -hmm. um, freshman year. Uh, make sure that they're people <laughs> that you can vibe with, but that... Um, are a little bit different from you and not just an exact copy and paste version of yourself, you know, because you mm. want to learn from your circle. And then mm. my third one is to let go of your GPA, but not your work ethic. Mm. Have like I, the second point about like having a bunch of options the first year, <laughs> you kind of hone in down like the throughout the college. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. So my three points I talked about was to take things less personally uh, to do things at your own pace um, and have your own definition of success. Awesome. I was ha I had one last point that somebody told me and I thought was one of the best college advice you could give ever to somebody. I think if somebody was to be a freshman, I wanted to let them know that um, to do study abroad later into college, that's like your fourth year because the whole experience is very different coming as a freshman versus like a senior. Because after four years, you just kind of see the surroundings in a very different aspect. And I think that uh, it was a really good advice to go study abroad as a senior rather than sophomore or freshman year. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Is it because like your worldview is a lot more mature? Yeah, that's what I think. Years? That's what I think. Because like in freshman year, I was able to like volunteer abroad in Nicaragua. However, it was definitely how I felt so differently from going abroad to England last fall. And mm -hmm. I would recommend that people study abroad later into their college years. And that was one of the best advice I've heard from like somebody who told me, like my cousin who told me this when I was going to college. Yeah, that is good advice too. Especially since if you're doing it like freshman year or sophomore year, you kind of miss that opportunity to make new friends mm -hmm, at your yeah. actual college. Right. So that's good. Yeah, just do it last year as an escape because people are graduating. So you just do it <laughs> and you leave the, you leave the school. <laughs> You know, yeah, that was my plan. That was my that was my plan too. But then coming back was a shock. Like, oh gosh, I don't know anybody now. <laughs> oh man. So study abroad in your senior year and do it as an escape. Do it like you just leave after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, skip your graduation. Just travel. Yeah, because Serena's gonna go abroad in the fall if Corona dies down. Yeah, I wanted to go to Oxford and then graduate that December, but it's probably not gonna <laughs> happen. But it's okay. It's okay. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. They haven't canceled the online classes yet. <laughs> yeah, it's different yeah. but it is very different for sure yeah for sure okay well thanks uh for listening to our podcast today i hope everybody um i'm sure you, a lot of you probably think about the same thing similar things about what we talked about um i hope it can help those around us and after all it will be a good uh podcast for us to listen to many years down the road so yeah it was really fun getting to talk to you about our thanks for being, experiences thanks for being on the podcast serena you're welcome my pleasure